This episode is sponsored by RSVP. RSVP brings together two established video playback companies into one powerhouse with over 50 years of onset knowledge. The experienced and growing team are all skilled in the latest recording software with up-to-date HD video recording equipment, HD monitors and HD wireless packages. RSVP understand that the requirements for every shoot are different. So for a tailor quote, get in touch at info at rsvp.london. Let's get started. Hola film family, I'm Isusko, your host, aka The Time Scheduler. Welcome to the Film Gods podcast, which is a chat with the best of the UK film crew who make all of those beautiful moving images you watch every day. I want to give a special thanks to Island Studios for the recording space. Thank you, Mark, Mitch, Pauline and the whole team. Wherever you're listening, hope you enjoy. Big love. So, hello. Uh, It's a pleasure to have our special guest in for today. Famous for her phrase for all those crew members who ask really simple questions. It is on the call sheet. So, (laughs) hello. So, what is your name and what is your role on the call sheet? Hello, um, my name's Theon Hayasaka, and I am a producer. Nice. So what does a producer do? Um, so predominantly, the producer works with the director, kind of side by side, I would say. Um, he's kind of like, or she, is the creative figurehead. Mm-hmm. And I work alongside them to help that process. Um big thing is I run the budget. Okay. have to do a schedule, and not a schedule like you do, like a production schedule, so... Mm-hmm. Um, what would be... What's what's the start and an end of a job, then? What do, what would the normal schedule look like? So it could be... It's usually a few weeks, depending on how big the job is, and you would do... Um, you schedule it so you you get your script, and you go right through to finishing post-production so you've got your shoot kind of in the middle of that mm-hmm. and you've got all the prep for that you've got to find your locations you've got to do the casting your recce's um yeah find your crew cool do the shoot and then mm-hmm. you go into the edit and do some posts so you see it right through to the end okay and you've got to make sure that you stick to the schedule and ideally <laughs> stay within budget okay is any of those any of those sections more important than the other or do they all have relatively the same importance for you as a producer um i think it depends on the job sometimes it's really important to get like the casting is like the most important thing because the performances are really important or you know it's all technical so maybe there's like some kind of important camera move or it's post-production heavy so you've got to get like your post house involved early yep. talking to them um, I think as a producer it's really important to recognise what the most important parts of those jobs are and to make sure that you're thinking about those engaging the right people and how do you know what's the most important thing do you get it from the scripts from the boards or is it just a client chat or a director's meeting all of those things I okay. think and then I think you kind of instinctively go with Talking to the director, I think mm-hmm. they need to kind of lead the creative on that. But um, so I guess they've already pitched on it. Well. So would they have already known? How does how does when do you come into the job and what's already kind of gone on before that? 
Yeah. Um, so like, if we're talking about TV commercials, which is yep. mostly what I work on, I suppose what we work on together. Yep. Um, so there's a script that comes in from the advertising agency and we pitch on that script um, against maybe like two or three other directors. And in other companies, same company, or always doesn't matter? other companies. You okay. wouldn't really have a, a production company competing against itself. Okay. So didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it's like quite a sort of a thing. political thing. Okay. You can't, you'd only you might put one or two directors. You might suggest one or two directors mm-hmm. from your roster, mm-hmm. and then the agency pick which one they want oh, to wow. engage. But you wouldn't have you wouldn't compete against yourself. No. Um, So I come into it around then, and when we're working on the treatment, which is kind of the document that you put together for your pitch, so you kind of outline your creative vision for the film or films, um, I work alongside that process to work out what the budget would be, how we would do it, and I then have all the conversations with the ad agency, and I might ring up people who are more skilled than me to kind of advise on different parts of the budget. So I might call you, for example, and mm-hmm. go, how many days do you think I would need to shoot this script? You know, yep. like, could, could you help me break it down? Or, mm-hmm. or I might ring a post house to be like, how would I achieve this particular shot that's complex in some way? Or I might ring, um, I don't know, a camera yeah. house. So gauging, trying to get as much info, realistic information to then create a budget that's, as Almost accurate as, as accurate as possible, possible yeah. Because I guess without kind of getting into the specifics of yeah. the job, you kind of have to win the job. Not it's quite important to like not be pie in the sky as well because mm. budgets these days are pretty challenging. Like mm. I think in the past ten years, budgets have kind of tightened, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to deliver more now for kind of less money. Yeah, there's no so Nespresso's on set. About things, yeah. No more Nespresso <laughs> pods. <laughs> Everyone get your own or yeah, it, yeah. So it's it's the challenge of like also working with the director to be like how can we how can we be clever about this? Okay. Can we you know is, is there a I don't know. Um, so I yeah put together a budget and we we send that off and then we win the job. If we win the job, then we then that's when we start to spend the money, engage the people, mm-hmm. have all the conversations about how to actually execute it. Okay. Um, yeah. And then relationships with the directors, mm-hmm. is that something that you already have or do you sometimes just get put with new people or how does that work for you in that process, in the um, beginning? Yeah, so at the beginning I, it was new directors and I think companies kind of try you out with different people and you either have, you know, a good rapport or you don't quite get on, um, actually... That's not really happened. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, and now I have a kind of like list of directors that okay. I work with quite regularly. Nice. And then also really happy to work with, with new people as well. Cool. Um, and so you've got the, so going through that timeline, you've got, you've won the pitch. Yeah. It's a director. The budget's all out there. What's, what does the next, how long's that prep period in av- on average yeah. and what do you do and who do you engage with um it's usually at least a couple of weeks if you're doing like a simple one day shoot 
in you know and there's not too much to look for like not too many locations Mm. not too much casting it could be a couple of weeks or it could be like two months what's the longest one you've done um I i think probably two months i did last year um, because it was like round the world, so we were shooting in Poland and then nice. China, and then there was a leg in Arizona, and just to get all of that sorted, um, and we were going from like and, one yeah. to the other, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we and we had different, you know, there was different stuff to sort out in each in each place. So between getting the job and shooting Arizona, I think there was like more than eight weeks. Okay, yeah, and then your team. What's your team around you? Who do you like to have? What's your, what what roles do you do you have under you? Normally, on a job, I'd work with um, a production manager who I get on as early as I possibly can because <laughs> they're the actual boss, um, and then um, a production assistant or two. Yeah. Um, and they work in the office with me to prep the job, so they help. Um, they help with all the admin, running the schedule, making sure everyone's informed. So our job as a department is to make sure that all the communication is happening between all the different other departments. So like the location managers know what they're doing, mm-hmm. the costume department are briefed, the, um, the camera department have put their lists into the camera house and all this information is kind of being fed back into me or the production manager. And, <laughs> um, and we're kind of um, managing that. And, yeah. and so they kind of run the production bit once they get going the nuts and bolts the nuts and bolts and then my job is to kind of keep the communication between the director and the um and the ad agency going and that they are aware of what's going on and what decisions we're making and you know we like these locations so we present those and we have we have these ppms which are pre-production meetings which we get in a room with the agency and the client maybe a week before the shoot, yep. and we explain kind of everything where we've got to. Okay. And those PPMs, are they a couple of hours long? Is it something that they you prep for? Or? They go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, yeah, usually a couple of hours. So it's like you go through the storyboard, which is one of the first things that you work on with the director where he kind of draws out his the shot list. Okay. Um, so that's the first thing that you go through in the PPM. The clients sort of make their comments like... You know, um, need some more tighter shots of this, wider yeah, shots of that. Yeah, reaction shot of the you know the kid here or something yeah. like that. Um, and then we um, then we go through like the mood boards for like art department, wardrobe. Um, we might present our locations, we'll present our cast, we'll show them videos from the castings that we do. Um, and in that PPM, everything's meant to get approved so that then we can then sort of move forward with the next stage of production. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a chance for them to have their say on the director's vision that he's or yeah. she has interpreted. And it's often the first time they've been in the room together, the director and the client. They oh, might, wow. They might not have even spoken on the phone. Okay. Just talking through the, the documents and yourself. Yeah, so you, okay. you, it's your first chance to, like, actually explain to them and meet in person and chat things through, and they can also explain to us what's important to them. So, for example, last month I was doing... Um, an advert for the British Art Foundation and the people from British Art Foundation could explain to us what bits of their brand they wanted us to to kind of um, emphasise in the ad and why, why certain things were important because mm-hmm. it was all about 
vascular dementia rather than like a, a heart direct heart problem it was mm-hmm. like strokes that you could get from um sorry um uh dementia you can get from a heart condition oh, so wow. it's like more about that rather than and it was important to them because that's something that something people don't that even people know don't no. relate with british heart Foundation. yeah so amazing to sit in a room with them and them explain that helps us to understand what part of the film we need to sort of emphasise, if yeah. you like. Yeah. Cool. And then it's my job to then explain that to everyone else helping make the film. Nice. Yeah. So we've gone, you've got the pitch, you've done the bores and the treatment, the PPM has gone well, everyone's happy, everything's... T- there might be a few little minor changes here and there, but yeah. on the whole, everything's ticked off. Ideally. <laughs> Ideally. The next phase is then shooting... Yeah. Or is there a little buffer of something between PPM and shooting? Well, yeah, you, you do your tech recce probably after mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's when um, we, us and the heads of department, so the first AD, the location manager, the DP... Um, Gaffer's Gaffer, great. Yeah, 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 we all go and see the locations and we work out exactly what we need for each shot. Um Again, hopefully. <laughs> Ideally, that's what we do. Come away with it with a plan. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so that's a really important part of the production stage is to, to get in a in a location or, or in a meeting with everyone to work out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And after that, the shoot becomes a tangible thing. Like, yeah. people go away and they... You, you would work on a schedule mm. and that would become our sort of bible for what we're doing for the shoot and then there's you know we get up we know what camera equipment we're using we know what lighting equipment's needed like all of this stuff comes together and that's when the budget falls apart <laughs> <laughs> oh you need how many of those yeah. and so-, <laughs> so many after the tech recce like tear yeah. your hair out moment but I guess it's really tricky to make a budget without the you know, because you're, you're you're basically you're making a budget on a, some written words without knowing anything totally, really. Yeah, it's something that I think about a lot because it's almost like you want to do the tech recce before you do the budget. Yeah. Because it's so, um, yeah, it can be so different from where you started. So you've just got to basically use your best instincts and cover yourself mm. for. Um, do they get easier to do? As you do, you know, was your, what was the first one like? You're like, oh my God, I don't know what I... Yeah, I think the first time I did a budget, I was absolutely terrified. But I suppose when you're coming up the ranks, you often get, like, an opportunity to, like... They might be like, oh, we need to do an extra day on this job because they want an extra, I don't know, pack shot of the crisps. Mm. Can you do a quick budget for a studio shoot day? And the production manager might be asked to do that and that's a good opportunity okay. to like cut your teeth on a small budget mm-hmm. um, and then you start to kind of know what's needed well that um, leads us into a really like coming up the ranks so how did you get in then what was, what was your part first then? entry point yeah what was the the point where you're kind of a, a student and then yeah. you kind of you're then on a or in a professional environment of some description so my, okay my first, first job in the industry was a runner in a sound studio. Boom. Which I got just after I graduated. I really needed some summer cash. And my friend was working in a, um, a sound studio on reception. Film degree or non-film degree? Me. Yeah. Film degree. Okay. But a theory one, not a practical filmmaking one. Useful? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I've watched a lot of movies. <laughs> and this is your degree? Yes, <laughs> Mum, this is my degree. I watched the Godfather <laughs> trilogy three <laughs> times. Such a dumb cane. <laughs> um, yeah, I was useful for some things. Like, I'm film literate. And, yeah. you know, I, I couldn't talk about films, but I, it didn't... I was not prepared for... It didn't the, prepare the you for a runner in a sound studio, no? No. Oh, Sleep, you know, sleeping till 2pm and watching movies is not <laughs> anything <laughs> like... Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my first job was a runner, so I basically... It was in Soho, and my job was to fetch people food. I couldn't believe how much people eat. Like, Constant. people come in, sit on these lovely sofas, and you do... You know, it was like for recording voiceovers. Okay, ADR... Voice yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, my job was to stand in the kitchen of the building and <laughs> and make food. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and someone would ring up and you'd go, "Hello, kitchen." <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a club sandwich. Off you go to prep. And, and then they're like, "Oh, so we'd like you know a juice from here, and the salad from a different place, oh, and wow. and hot fries from here, and you'd have to like run around Soho and get it." Um, Good but I thought Soho, it was great. Right? I, yeah, 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 yeah. I learned Soho really well. And it was really fun, you know. I, I was sort of with people my age. And, and then whilst I was doing that, which was only a few days a week, um, I was interviewing for jobs. Mm-hmm. And I, I applied for um, a job off mandy.com. Oh, yeah. I think it still exists. still exists. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was for a reception job at Rogue Films. And I was like, do you know what Rogue Films is? (laughs) Never heard of it before. Um, And I went for the interview. I think I did two interviews. And then I did a a trial day. It was all very, like, official. Mm. Um, Got the job. And and then I sat on reception and learned the ins and outs of a production company. Amazing. Amazing. And did you know... Did you know production or did you have any idea? Did, were you like, I want to be the next, I, want to, I loved editing, I loved directing or how did you just fall into oh, it? Oh, I see. I, so I was really interested in production. I had no idea that people make ads. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't even think of just it. Just saw them thing. like, oh. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but there's this enormous industry booming in um, London at the time, all these production companies making adverts, getting awards for adverts. I was like, really? Couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> and then, um, but I, but I found it really exciting and interesting. And you know, they would talk about shoots that they'd been on, and um, what appealed to me was the short termness of it. Yeah. So, you know, I think every, when I started out. I'd, definitely wanted to like be in films but the more I spoke to people about working on feature films is you know how long they are and how like you know they're so um time consuming -consuming. they take your life over they take your life over and like I still have so much admiration for people that work on films I think you know they're the true filmmakers but Mm. I it was really exciting to me that you could do that it but like in a sort of short-term kind of way mm. and it all sounded very exciting and very um, glamorous to me as I sat on reception so reception to production that feels in house that feels like a, mm. a natural step up a natural progression in yeah so um, I was at that company for six years or was it that long just less wow. maybe yeah, 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 yeah. Two, 2007 to 2013 mm-hmm. um, so I yeah so I was on reception and then they they made me a PA after a year and then 
I became a PM at some point. I don't, there was there was no official. You are now a PM. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. Um, it was more just like. I think I might have just been like, I'm the production manager. I'm going to put it on the call sheet. Yeah. We have two PMs on this one. Yeah. Oh, do we? Oh, brilliant. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't know when it was. Um, I think the thing with that department is you can, you take more and more responsibility on every job because you you know how to do more. Yeah. So you just naturally become more capable mm-hmm. and more experienced. There isn't this sort of exact role um, definition mm. between the department. We can't. We we Quite all a lot of crossover. Yeah, and I would say as much, even as much as the producer. Like I'll still like knock up a you know locations document, and I'll still like book a taxi for a mm. cast member if needed. Like you know whatever the team needs, and it's the same. With them, you know, we all kind of muck in and help each other. There isn't like, this is my job and this is your mm. job. I mean, there is a bit, but, you know. The, the, I guess there are boundaries mm. that, you know, the, the PM won't be doing certain elements of your job, but, they're, you know, those crossover yeah, things, we I guess that's a, that's a cross. Like, yeah. You know, even when you're running and you're second in your foot, you know, you, the, the whole industry feels like there's that kind of little bit of a, it's my job, but actually we're kind of helping, you know, Sparks giving a C stands for wardrobe to do this. It's a quiet. Yeah, you're right. It's a whole team effort. That's what mm. I really love about this job and this industry is that we're like all, it's very collaborative mm-hmm. and very, yes, teamwork. Okay. Mm. And... So did you have, was there ever like a lightning bolt moment where you're like, okay, this is, I've been doing this for X amount of months or years and you go, I'm sticking at it. Or did you just, have you just suddenly gone, oh God, I've been in here now 13 (laughs) years. How does that go, Moss? Yeah, I think maybe more the latter, but I suppose my, my lightning bolt moment was I'd been producing for quite a bit of time and I... I regretfully did a PMing job after about a year of not, mm-hmm. or maybe more, a year and a half maybe. It had been a really long time. And I got asked by a producer that I'd worked with a few times, and he was like, look, I'm doing this massive job, I really need you to, would love you to do it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I was really unsure about doing it, I hadn't done it for a long time. And I, w- I did the job, and then at the end of it, or at some point through it, I was like... I shouldn't have done, I shouldn't have taken a job that feels like I've gone back. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wasn't very, I wasn't good, I, you know, I should have... You weren't in the swing of PMing. I wasn't in the swing of, like, a task-based job like mm. PMing is. And I think that was my, that was my moment of, like, okay, I've got, I've got to look forward, I can't, mm. you know, I've got, I've got to realise that I'm, I'm a producer now. And yeah. That got rid of the imposter syndrome thing, I think, I think okay. I had when I first started producing. It's like all of us. Mm. It's like yeah, any time yeah. you step up, you know, the, there'll be a runner that will do a bit of first and that's going to be nervous. There's, you know, the first time you second, the first time you... Exactly. And I guess there does, yeah. The, all I, departments have that sort of moment of stepping up and yeah. it takes a minute to sort of feel comfortable in the shoes, I think. Yeah. I've talked about it a lot with, I think, because, like, there's a lot of... It's weird, actually, a lot with ADs more than any other department who've stepped up to first thing. Mm. I'm sure we've talked about it. Mm. Of of that sort of... Yeah, that... Yeah. And what leaving, am I doing here? Look yeah. calm, look calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also yeah. just, like, wearing it. 
you know, mm. and knowing that you can do it, yeah. and and also making it your own, not trying to be like a some trying to do it like someone that you worked underneath or mm-hmm. that you've seen do it before. It's like no. I'm a producer, I, you can kind of make that role your own to an extent, you know what your responsibilities are, but I also am like, well, I'm not going to do things like just because I've seen someone else do it like that, mm. it's not necessarily gospel. Is that an important thing then to, to, to have seen others do it or could you have just kind of okay. come out of uni and gone, I'm a producer? Not for me. Oh. There are a lot of people who do just start producing and find their way find their way of how to do it yeah Yeah. and I think good on them I'm not like that Mm. and I need guidance Mm. and I spent I I spent several years PMing I was you know I did that for a really 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 long time and I was very confident at it and I was good at it but I'm really happy for that time to have worked under some really brilliant producers um, a lot of them at um, Rogue and freelancing and um, did a stint in fashion and all of that knowledge I like to think that I've picked some of the best qualities of of people I admire and Mm. tried to make that like the producer that I am yeah it's learning from other people's not mistakes but just kind of you know your your personality type isn't other people so you've got to figure out who you are I guess as well to Ultimately, that's that's the thing. You can't be someone you're not. Right. So you've just got to be true to that. But I think I think there are qualities that you can take on, you know. It's like, I, I think it's really important to be honest. I think it's important to be patient. Um, I think one of the things that makes a producer very good is communicating and taking time to explain things to people. You can't just expect people to, to understand a job after being in it for an hour when you've been on it for three weeks like you've got to give the time and the explanation and how you got here and Mm. that just helps someone understand what you're trying to explain to them so much better and like yeah communication is definitely the most important part of the job and then so we've we've spoken about kind of the timeline of a job you're on a shoot now you've got everything approved everything's there everything's turned up what is then the role of the producer on the day of the shoot um Predominantly, it's to make sure it runs smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, so you've got the agency and the client there again, yeah. so you've got to make sure that they understand what you're doing mm-hmm. and that they're approving things as they go. That's communication from what you said before, that seems. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I bounce between like the director and, and where you might be standing with them setting up the shot, working things out. And then I would go and explain that to the, the agency and client in what we call Video Village mm-hmm. um, to, um, yeah, to get things approved and make sure everyone's happy with the shot. And um, yeah, and also, I don't know, things, yeah, things come up. You've got you've got to be there to have the conversations and there, there are a lot of fight, fires to fight on mm. a shoot and you've got to, you know, someone, I don't know, silly things like they might not like the wardrobe of mm-hmm. one of the actors. So, you know, time is like so precious on a shoot and you've got no time so you've got to act really quickly and make mm-hmm. sure all departments are working. And um, Where does shoot, yeah. where does where does day one shoot? So say it's a, it's a two-day shoot, 
you've spent a month in prep, you detect regular. In your mind, where does it fit? Like, say, if a shoot is a and the and the edit, the last edit is kind of the bottom of the mountain, and you've gone off. Where in that mountain is the shoot day for you? In your mind, is it the peak, or is there is there anything that go? You know, is the edit? Can the edit be a little trickier than the shoot? Yeah, it can be, but it's that's it's usually an unexpected thing. I think by the time you've got to the shoot, you're at the you want to feel like you're at the top, like you've done all the prep, you've climbed the mountain, you, that, that's the really tricky bit. And you want the shoot to go well because all the prep that you did in the last few weeks mm. is to make sure the shoot goes well. You know, it's the most expensive bit of the shoot. It's the most time precious. It's when everyone's working simultaneously to get what you need. So you want to feel like you're, yeah, you're at the peak at that point. And then hopefully it's, it's an easy thing, but yeah. there are obviously bumps on the way down. An edit might not be as smooth or, like, no one can agree on the music. That's often something that can be super tricky. Yeah. Um, but you have a bit more time in the back end, not always loads, but, you know, the shoot is not a time for just... An like, hour's discussion on an something. An hour's discussion yeah. about something, because it just burns time, and you don't, which you don't have, yeah. So the shoot's gone well. Amazing, congratulations. Thanks. You're on budget, you're on schedule. What's <laughs> then, what's happened, how do you then fit, what's the end of the project looking like? What does it go through, what are the process is? So you get the director will go and edit with the editor. You give them, you know, a few days on their own, a couple of days, or depending on how much there is to edit. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go in and before we present the edit to the agency, um, we'd sort of, as a company, like, feed in all our comments, get it to a point where we're happy. MDs, other producers, other directors, or...? Uh, as a, what? MDs, EPs, so mm-hmm. any of the senior people at, at the company, they might not have been on the shoot, they might not know that much about the project, they might have some, you know, uh, something fresh to give. You're okay. so kind of in the job a lot yeah. of the time that you kind of... You're married to a, to a concept or you're married to how something should be and then sometimes someone gives a really like brilliant bit of um insight that's like a um a fresh eye on Mm. it so it's nice to have a bit of a process to kind of share it with people um get their input and then we yeah then we take the edit and we show it to the advertising agency hopefully they like it and then the and then we show it to the client so there's a bit of a sort of approvals process and then we go into post-production once once um, the edit is locked. Post production after the edit being being so you do a grade, which is yeah. um, you can tinker with the colours. Mm-hmm. Um, you might do a bit of clean up, bit of VFX, or you might have a big. I don't know. Might have some big. Um, you know, sometimes I've done animation sequences that need to get put into put into the final final film. Or you might have a CGI sequence mm-hmm. or something. Um, and you're trying to keep all of this on time? Or do you, do you have to take a bit of a standoffish approach at the creative point, or do you still...? So, um, usually when you work on a commercial, the advertising agency actually handle the post-production budget. I, my budget goes okay. up, up until the edit, mm-hmm. um, up until the director's cut, or sometimes the agency cut. And then the agency take over the post-production. Um, so they kind of manage that, but we're definitely involved. And I try okay. directors like to stay creatively involved in that bit as well. So it's my responsibility to keep 
the, the, the conversation up. Um, and then, yeah, and then we do the final mix for sound. Music might be a composition, might be a track. Um, and then, voila, you've got your finished Fine. film. It's on there. 30 second advert yeah. after, after weeks and weeks or yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. And what was that first one, the first one that you produced when you saw it on the telly? Oh, did you get did you get a nice little sense of was there was there a nice. proud moment? Um, Obviously, you don't get credits. <laughs> you don't get credits at the end of a commercial, but it's no. there. Yeah, it's there, and you're like, yeah, I did it. It's good. Yeah, as long as it's good. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, oh, that was. Oh, that, no, that, I didn't do that one. <laughs> didn't do that one. Well, a lot of the time as well, you might. Uh, what can happen is the director. What likes one edit and the client want to do a very different thing in the edit and sometimes they can okay. go down a different path and that's a shame when that happens but mm. um, yeah that, that can happen so but you then have sometimes two edits might work on or... a director's cut okay. and that might exist but in an ideal world everyone's happy with the same film and you know we all work towards that but... golden arrow thank you very much <laughs> yeah. do producers get golden arrow? I guess they do or is there it more is of a production there is a production one Huh. Yeah. For a job or for Achievement a people. in production, I think it's called. Stop it. Lifetime yeah. award goes to. One day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. There, there's no awards for best schedule. It's not. Like, know. that's terrible. I mean, I it's feel cool. like that falls under the production thing, you know. Hey, I'll come up on stage with it when you win it. I'll be, I'll be there. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, the job's gone well. Everyone's happy. I love this hypothetical film. This is brilliant. I think it's amazing. Um, but, you know, there's going to be times on jobs where, you know, silly little things happen. Have you, have you got any little silly little stories that have happened on set? Any kind of jovial oh, quips? So many. Well, I mean, every, every shoot has something funny, I guess. But, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> the one that sticks in mind the most was my very my very first shoot um, as a as a I think I was on the call sheet as like junior PA so when you were a reception maybe and then come, I think so okay. yeah I think yeah. it was like my first they they allowed me to you know not be on reception and it was a shoot for um, it was like a government ad to like I think it was about teaching or something okay um, so we were shooting in a big school in Essex and it was shooting all over the school with loads of kids. And I remember, I, was, I just had no idea what I was doing or who all these people were. <laughs> but I was, just, I was just doing what I was told to do. Yeah. I think my main job was, like, to help the second AD. Wow. Um, like, not be a runner, but, like, help with the cast. Okay. Um, and I, cause like I, a cast I, coordinator I remember, of yeah, sorts. Yeah, I think I was doing a lot of paperwork. I was okay. getting people to sign release forms and... Mm. Making, I remember being in that sort of wardrobe area a lot, um, and it was all very, very scary. I didn't, you know, you don't know what who the crew are. It was a big shoot, you know, mm. it was like lots of crew. Yeah. Um, and I remember at one point I walked into the back of a shop, which was awful. I got told off, and I didn't. Holding what? Holding all the letters. Yeah, I was running from A to B with paperwork. I walked. I thought, oh, I'll cut through this corridor. Turns out it was the back of a shop. And I think, you know, it's like, oh, oh God. so bad. Um, so already I'm, like, mortified. And then I get to the end of the day, and or what I thought was the end of the day, and it's 7 o'clock, and we're shooting with kids, so mm. we're not 
so when you shoot with kids, you're not allowed to shoot with them beyond um, certain hours because yeah. they're on licenses. So the director had, like waves the producer over, um, and he's like, oh, you know, I really want. There, there was this whole kind of conference going on, this little summit. They brought the advertising agency over, and then the second AD comes over to me and he's like, right, Sam wants to do another shot. Um, you need to go and get yourself to wardrobe and put on a school uniform. <laughs> Oh, thanks. So they had obviously had a conversation about who looks the youngest and most clueless on set. Oh, God. Who Who was the one at the back of shot earlier? (laughs) So I go over to the wardrobe department and they put me in a school uniform. Oh, no. How old are you? I think I was like 20. And and it's this really wide shot of a a girl peeking behind a, a... a curtain in the school auditorium. <laughs> so I'm on one side of the auditorium and the entire, all the crew and all the agents in, I just remember they were lined up against the wall of the, the other side of the room. And I, the, the DOP came over to me with this contraption, which I later learned was a light meter and he doing some stuff around my face that I didn't really understand. And then, and then we do this, this shot, which just felt like the longest 45 minutes of my life. Um, acting. Oh God! Is it on YouTube somewhere? The shot didn't make the edit. Oh! <laughs> All of the embarrassment. Oh God! Oh, and I just yeah. I d- since then I have never like if if anyone is talking about oh who can we get to be in the background of the shot I am nowhere to be seen. Nope. Yeah. I'm off. I'm, out, I'm 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 done. Yeah, it's mortifying. Oh, I, amazing. I have such respect for actors because I'm. <laughs> I just thought it was mortifying, the whole thing. And, uh, you know, my first shoot. First shoot. On the next one, they're like, why does this actress get me to sign release forms? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that always stuck in my head because it was my very first experience, you know. That's it, you've done it all. You've done it all. You're up at six in the morning, you're exhausted, and then you end the day like that. I genuinely thought they they did that as a joke. Yeah. Until I realized, until I learned how much overtime costs, and I was like, no, that was actually a genuine thing they wanted actually to do. Wanted it. Yeah. Actually, thought they wanted it. Yeah. So I guess your for, your first shoot, you kind of did. You were PA in. You were helping the second. You were a cast member. Yeah. Have you got having done it all? Obviously. <laughs> do you, what advice have you got then for? I'd say the younger self, your younger self, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to put an age on it. I kind of want you to have a little think about the age and just tell us why that age. But what advice would you give to yourself at that age and why? That's a good question. Um, I think when I went freelance, which was when I think I was like, I'd been at Rogue for five years. I'd never been anywhere else. And then I went and worked um, at a fashion company, production company, for um, about a year. I was so terrified of going freelance. And then being freelance since then, and I'm not afraid of it anymore, but I was so terrified. And every single job that I took felt like a career decision or, Mm. like you know, like, this is a crossroads. And it's like, no, I'm just taking a job or I'm not. Mm. But I think I was... I overthought everything and I was stressed about it so much. And I think if I could go back, I would just tell... I'd tell my younger self not to be 
so afraid or so stressed about each decision because actually some of the ones that I've made that felt kind of out of my comfort zone or you know were scary were the ones that were amazing and the ones that had such payoff because they taught me something Mm. or um or got me further or opened doors or I met people you know so I think uh, yeah, I'll just tell myself not to be so afraid. Okay. I probably wouldn't have taken that advice, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then to, to, the, to the next generation, to those students and media students and A-level students, what, what, what do you say to them? What advice have you got to them coming into this game? And I'd probably, it, you know, it doesn't need to be content-specific, whether it's film or whatever it can yeah. be, but what, what would you say, what would you be saying to them? I think um, it might feel like you're not... There's so much going on when you're new to the industry and everyone seems so busy and everyone seems so important in one way or another when you're really junior and you're starting out. I think hard work doesn't go unnoticed. People really spot someone who's a hard worker, who's got the right kind of, you know, enthusiasm and temperament. You might not hear it directly, but people will be saying, God, that runner's brilliant, aren't they? You know, they're really like... They're, they've got the right attitude and I think going into every job with a bit of enthusiasm a helpful attitude and being hard working just goes such a long way it'll, it'll get you so far so that would be my advice oh, nice amazing alright well look have you got any people or projects or anything that you want to just give a shout out to it's not you say to everyone. Yeah, like, this is the first time I've seen it. But it'd be nice in case you've got something like I saw something on your Insta about the food banks. Anything you want to shout out about there? Oh, uh, about the food banks. So on the food banks? Maybe. I mean, well, this sounds awful now because I'm doing a plug for my my company on the side rather than for food banks, which are great, and everyone should absolutely. Oh no, you're right. I did. I did. Find I, find your local food bank yes, or something. I put up a link to the yeah. local food bank, and I saw that you um, also gave to that, which is great. Yes. Yeah. Hey, why not? Brilliant. NLBs, you know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Huh? Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, I personal projects. recently, well, yeah, yeah. Um, with my amazing production team, Charlie Lodder and Jade Armand. Big up, big up, big up. <laughs> big up, big up the Charlies. Um, we started a silly um, brand on the side called At Gopher Hats. Hats for gophers? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry, easy joke. Sorry, go on. Um, which is, so we've got caps and beanies, <laughs> which, say, yeah. which say the famous phrase, it's on the call sheet. It's on the call sheet. But there's also some other ones that we're bringing out with some different um, phrases. New for 2020. Passive, aggressive. Hello, phrases. hello. Um, which, yeah, which T-shirts. is just a load of fun. Just hats. Um, hats and beanies. Just hats for now. Who knows? We might expand into merchandise. Oh, hello. Um, but... Yeah, no, it's just a bit of fun. We, we As I'm we here sitting to. in my RSVP yeah, hoodie. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't have a hoodie. I've only got a T-shirt. It's very, they're for very special. <laughs> <laughs> very special people only. You yeah. know, you got to, Jack. Jack, you got to step your game up, Spindle, <laughs> Robbie. Step your game up. <laughs> I thought I was, but hey. Um, yeah, no, so we, yeah, we did this very silly line of hats, which was just a bit fun, but now so it's turned into an Instagram thing. Go Geo for hats. Yeah. Go for hats. Yeah. So on the Insta, yeah. go for hats. Yeah. Boom. 
Follow Gopher Hats team. <laughs> Heard it here first. So, um, amazing. Beautiful. Uh, that's, I'm going to say a massive thank you. Thank you, Sion. Thank you for coming down to the Island Studios. Uh, and um, film family, don't forget to subscribe and share on whatever platform you are listening. Go to the timescheduler.com, the little website that I've got going for the media students just to help them out, fire it out, let them know. Um, and I guess until next time, that is a wrap. Big love. Set up as a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast. This episode is sponsored by RSVP. RSVP brings together two established video playback companies into one powerhouse with over 50 years of onset knowledge. The experienced and growing team are all skilled in the latest recording software with up-to-date HD video recording equipment, HD monitors, and HD wireless packages. RSVP understand that the requirements for every shoot are different. So for a tailor quote, get in touch at info at rsvp.london.